0: Welcome back to another episode of the Expansion Evolution Project, and I love this guest that I have on in this episode today. In fact, when I was coming up with this project, she was one of the people that popped into my mind who I wanted to have on this project for you guys to listen to her story. She has an incredible journey. I love that she went to school and spent money on education to become something, and that what she's doing now is completely different, so... Listen to her story. She's going to have some juicy nuggets um, for you to take away. She's such an incredible person. I will say, though, when we did start recording, she wasn't feeling well. So we did cut the recording, we stopped and then decided to continue recording on a different day. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to see clearly outfit change, different changes and everything of us, because we are piecing together the two recordings. And if you're listening to this on a podcast player, you're, you might hear the shift or the difference in there, or maybe not because I'm really good at editing. So who knows, but I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. All right. I hope you enjoy this episode. Chrissy, thank you so much for being a part of the expansion evolution project. I am Thrilled to have you here and have this conversation with you. You're one of the first people came to my mind when I came up with this project. And so it's just, it's a, I just love having you on, on this platform to talk about your journey.
1: Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. And I absolutely love the name of the project. It's, I love that so much. (laughs) It's funny to me. It's like, it's almost like, well, duh, of course it's gonna be called that. But when I was working
0: with my, I have a coach I'm working with and we're coming up with names. I was like, how about the Blissful Life Project? And she's like, I like it, but that's not you. And I'm like, huh. Great. <laughs> and I was getting frustrated because it was like, you know, like you're putting pressure on yourself to come up with a name. And I'm like, well, can we just go with it? Can we just like, it's not me, but like, it's a name. Can we just go with it? And then we're going back and forth. And I was like, how about the expansion project? And she was like, well, how about the evolution project? Like
1: how about the expansion and evolution project? So uh, So, like two of my favorite words and they're so representative for what we're going to be talking about today. Absolutely. I have like little goosebumps. Okay.
0: So let's dive into it. Chrissy, why don't you tell everyone what you do right now for a living?
1: Yeah. So first of all, if you don't know me very well, my name is Chrissy D and I'm living in Northern Arizona currently with my husband and my three fur babies a couple other things about me. I'm 32 right now, a Scorpio sun, Gemini moon, Capricorn rising. And currently what I do is I'm an intuitive business coach for lightworkers. So healers, intuitives, mediums, you know, tarot readers, people in the, what you might call like the mystical field. I really love supporting those people who are bringing different awakening tools and spiritual guidance and gifts and abilities to this world because there's a lot of support that people are really needing right now in terms of their own spiritual development and growth, personal development, and really moving closer to who they really are in this life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what they're really here to do. And so Mm -hmm. I find that people working in these different fields and offering support in this way, I just light up so much supporting these kinds of people. And you're so good at
0: it. You're so, I mean, I, (laughs) I did like, we've done a couple of things together. And then of course a, I did one of your three month group coaching programs or the three month group coaching program that you offer. And that was like, just so helpful for me. And I think a lot of people, when they start stepping into their gifts, you're not, we're not business people. Like we're not, we might have, we're I mean, maybe we are, but like, for me, I'm not like necessarily like, I don't understand like lead magnets or sales page and how that works. And so I just know what I'm good at. And I love that. You're like, you're able to like take these two things, like the feminine, the masculine energies and bring it together. So then you're able to like share your business with everyone. Um, Yeah,
1: Thank you so much. And I would love to say something about that really quickly. Because for me, I don't really have like a strong business education background Mm -hmm. as well. I didn't go to school for business, but the way that I support my clients and the way that I lead is based on my own example and also my intuitive gifts. And Mm -hmm. I can really easily connect with my clients and see like this higher version of them help bring out their highest potential and really see like beyond the fears, beyond the limitations, Mm -hmm. beyond the doubts. Because we all have that and that was part of my story, growing my own business as well as moving through all of those things for myself and it really equipped me to support my clients in that sense. And I really love like that's a huge part of what I do is you know kind of like the BSO meter <laughs> yeah. kind of It's like, okay, that sounds like something that's coming from ego and that's not a bad thing. you know we all come here. As package deals with our ego and higher self, and we're always kind of this beautiful combination, you know, in just our everyday lives, but but really noticing when somebody is speaking and acting from their ego voice and what their ego is saying and trying to convince them of, you know, you're not worth it or you're not enough, you're not supported, you can never do this, things like that. Versus the like, oh my gosh, this is what I can't, what I'm here for. This is what I'm meant to be doing. Of course, it's possible. Of course, it's inevitable. And really recognizing those two voices and then making you know making mm-hmm. the steps, taking the actions based on what you know who they're showing up as in any given day in their businesses. And mm-hmm. that's where you know again the the potential and really bringing out the best in who they are and what they're capable of at the end of the day. And it's- and well, I love a good sales page. You know, right. I love copywriting. Right, right, I, right. I love a good sales page, but that's the bigger part of it.
0: And I hope that my comment didn't diminish. Like- oh, of course not. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> kind of going back to like how you're able to see people's potential. I still reference this and I actually had an episode on confidence in my podcast at a- I don't know, by the time this airs, it'll be a few weeks, but it's, you can kind of go through it. Whoever's listening, you can find it. <laughs> and I talk about how confidence is something that you get through experience. And it's like the feedback that you get from experience. And I, in that episode, I referenced you. I didn't say your name, but I did reference you and working with you. And you had said something to me. This was like back in January of 2022. 2022. Yeah. Yes. And I knew I knew what I was good at, but I didn't know how. I couldn't see the bigger potential. It was like I was very much in like this pigeonhole, like or this pigeonhole. I guess I kind of pigeonhole myself, but like a very narrow view. And you said to me, "You're like you can borrow my confidence in you until you get it yourself, because yes, you're good at what you do." And I like was like, oh. like I just remember like you saying that. I'm like. I'm actually getting a little teary-eyed just thinking about it, like to ha- for you to like have that much faith and to see that potential and to hold that space and like be able to hold it and allow that person to grow into it is such an incredible gift. And that was Thank like, you. right now, that was like a bit like such a, no one has ever said that to me. And so versus like, you got it, you can do it. It's like, I see you, I'm going to hold this space and I'll be here for when you're ready to step into it.
1: Yeah. Because the thing is we tend to be our own biggest critics. Totally. And that's why I love having support in my own corner as well. I've had various coaches over the years. I have support in so many different ways. I'm so blessed in that way because you know the the phrase it's hard to do your own brain surgery when you're in, in it, right? And when you're so passionate about things and the passion is really what brings forth the deep frustration when things don't feel like they're working out with what you love so much. And so that tends to just like I always see it in my mind as like, put like a fog in front Mm -hmm. of your vision Mm -hmm. of like, this is possible. This is who I really am, you know, looking in the mirror. And so somebody who can objectively, right, see you for who you are and has seen Mm -hmm. the value that you have to bring to people based on my kind of like third party bird's eye view perspective, I guess you could say it's so easy and clear for me Mm -hmm. to hold that space for my clients and to hold that space for people when it is harder for them to see that themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of this whole thing is not for me to be, you know, a crutch to, to show you who you are all the time. It's like you said, for this period of time until you can really start building that confidence and that clear vision for yourself and for your work that's what I'm here for until you can do that more for yourself. And it's one of like my favorite things to do with my clients. Yeah.
0: I mean, like it's, it's obvious. It just shows you're so good at it. Thank I wanted you. to talk a little bit about this journey because you weren't always a coach for workers. You didn't. Oh no. Do that. So this is the whole point of the expansion and evolution project is to like, you can choose something and go into a career and then be like, ah, uh, you know, this is not serving me the way I want to. And you can pivot. You have every you can give yourself that permission to do that. And what I love with 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 where you came from is you came from a place where there's a lot of training, a lot of education, probably a lot of money spent on on the degree for the education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you stepped away from it. And I think there's a lot of, even for me as being a speech therapist with like, you know, nearly twenty years of experience, for for my journey and I've talked about this in other episodes there was a huge identity piece with me as being a speech therapist when I started to do the identity work and no longer kind of resonating with it with the with as much it freaked me out because it was like but but this is what I've always wanted to do and anyway so that's enough about my story i want to cuz you you were an engineer you went to a school for being an engineer and so what i want to know is what prompted that decision to go to school for engineering, whether it was something you wanted, if it was like a, a pressure from somewhere that you chose, when did you realize this wasn't for you? And then the journey to like lean out of that and into where you are right now. So let's start with engineering. Yeah. So you went to school for an for to become an engineer.
1: Okay. So reflecting back, I can definitely say that I, for the longest time since I can remember, have always had a genuine interest in space and the stars and engineering as well but mostly like space and the stars and growing up with me and my family we had a lot of like movie nights that was how we like bonded together and so maybe this kind of served as some inspiration for me but I remember watching movies like Apollo 13 and October Sky which are all about like space and they're both about engineering as well that must have really sparked my passion as well and so when I was in high school, I had this physics teacher and he did like outreach for the local engineering facility. He worked like part-time for them, basically like a recruiter, I guess you could say, because me and a friend of mine, we were both doing really well in the class. And we were both interested when he said, hey, I have this opportunity to do a summer internship right out of like senior year of high school, the summer after we graduated. And so both of us applied for it and we ended up getting the internship. So that was where like more of the engineering side came into play. And I really did enjoy it. It was interesting. But all along, I was like, I want to work on like spacecraft and like satellites and, you know, things like the shuttle that were happening at the time. And I just really was so interested and passionate about all of that. And so naturally, like the next step for me was, well, thinking about college and getting a further education in this. So I was in New Jersey at the time with my family, and that's where this engineering facility was. And I was looking at different colleges, different universities, and we landed on the University of Maryland, which has a really great aerospace engineering program. And even better, like for me, this is how like crazy, like space crazy I was. It was really important to me that they had they had like an airplane track and they had a space track. And I was like, that's the one that I'm doing. So I took like a rocket science class. I took a whole class on like engineering, a trip to Mars and like you do projects and stuff like that. They had this incredible like dive pool where you could kind of test the different equipment and you could even like put on like a spacesuit and go down there. Like really interesting stuff. Did you do that stuff? So I did like the classes and the projects and things like that. I never actually got into like the swim pool, but I did. We worked on like prototype projects and physical ones, but also just like software. And like we did this little like hovercraft project where we had to like make it go through this track using just software. So it was pretty involved. But the thing is, after a while, like through college, I think even then, and this was a very expensive school, it was out of state. So I did take out, it was more than six figures of student loans. Mm -hmm. So my parents were like, you have to really be passionate about this and you have to get like a good job out of college. Right. And so engineering, it all kind of like worked out. Plus I already had like somewhat of a foot in the door with this other engineering facility. So anyway, kind of long story short there. I did notice that like when it came to like the really hard math, the really hard science stuff, I wasn't excelling as much as I would have liked to have been. So I ended up graduating with a 3.0, which I guess you could say from like a really difficult engineering school is pretty great, which it is. But I did realize that like I wasn't as obsessed with like all the numbers and stuff like that. And so, uh, but I still had my sights set on working for NASA in Maryland and it I came so close to that. But it ended up falling through last minute due to something with the recruiter that I was talking to, unfortunately. And so that landed me after college at my plan B, which was this engineering facility that I had been an intern with. Mm -hmm. And so I was there for three years doing systems engineering, which is different, obviously, from what I was doing in college. But but yeah, that's where I was at that point from 2013 to 2016. And then
0: was it then what happened at 2016 is that when you decided to kind of
1: make a shift and yes so this is the the big shift I had like I would consider for sure my first spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. in actually I think it was 2015 the year before because we know like a lot of things change (laughs) when you tend to go through spiritual awakening in whatever way it looks like for you and it takes time for those changes to really integrate and for you to understand what's going on and really start like taking the action on these new things that come into your mind and come into your heart so for me that came through it was before my wedding in 2015 so like springtime 2015 and I went to a yoga class at the engineering facility that I was working for they did they had a gym they had like classes this is my first yoga class I was like oh I've been kind of stressed at work like let me try it see what it's all about I've heard yoga is really good for stress and I went and I was just blown away. Like I I floated home on a cloud from that class. And I was like, this is wild that I can feel like this after doing like quote unquote an exercise,
0: right?
1: Right. So that really like solidified more of my spiritual awakening. I started a home practice. I invested in like a online yoga tutorials platform and I was just loving it. And the meditation aspect, the yoga aspect and just, really starting to see my interests shift and just like the way I saw the world shift. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so after not too long a time, I was like, you know, working here and the atmosphere and certain aspects of engineering, and especially like working with a lot of different kinds of people in the field, I just really started falling out of love with it. Yeah. And I was like, well, what do I do now? You know, it's, it's definitely a process. And I've been through a few different jobs and iterations through my spiritual awakening, but I ended up leaving in 2016 to work at an animal advocacy nonprofit (laughs) in Maryland. And we moved down there. So I worked there for a little while. Then I started my own online yoga and meditation tutorials business after getting certified for yoga. So it's definitely been steps through this Mm -hmm. process. Go ahead. Did you want to ask? Yeah, I was going to
0: ask when you decided to leave that and go with and that not animal nonprofit, what was the reaction from your family? Cause I know that there've been times like we've talked about this before, where, when you, and I know we're not at this point yet, but when you kind of like decided to walk away or, or just do the coaching, your, I guess your mom or your parents are like, we're a little concerned that you were like, what are you doing? Like, what about this point? of like leaving this job where they're like thinking, oh, it's just a phase. You'll come back. Were they more Mm -hmm. accepting of that? Like how did, how was the reaction of those around you?
1: Yeah. Well, especially with certain people in my family, we all grow up with different value systems. Right. And so for certain people in my family, it was, you know, stable income, 401k, you know, weekly or biweekly paycheck, whatever it is, stable, abundant, And so there was an element of like, wow, why? And like, what are you doing? This is like the best job ever. And for me, my values started shifting from, well, again, I was passionate about it to start, but it shifted away from like stable income to like, I just want to be happy. And it wasn't making me happy anymore. And I think, you know, being married and having this, this support system that was aside from my family, my parents, you know, Um, It was helpful for them to say, you know what, it's your lives, you know, you're young, do what you want to do. But it definitely started off with like, okay, but are you sure? Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time, too, with that specific move, that my coworkers were especially like, are you okay? Like, are, are you having some kind of psychotic break or something? Like, why would you leave this job to do something like that? Your pay is basically cut in half. And it's totally different work, like what's going on? And I remember getting a lot of questions, a lot of like, wow, but I had to follow what I was being called toward. And that's just, that's consistently what I have considered my true north this whole time, is what am I passionate about? What am I being called to? Mm -hmm. And doing my best to really put the steps in place and set myself up to follow that as best as possible.
0: I think that's incredible to, you know, be like, okay, this is what I want to do at such a young age. And same with myself, like in school, I knew I wanted to go to school for speech therapy and like for you to be in high school, okay, I want to do something with like space and we'll, let's find a space program. And, and then kind of you know get to a point where like oh this isn't what i thought and who knows what it would have been like if you if that did go forward with that nasa program like maybe who knows that you know what would have happened but you know things there's no coincidences like things happen for a reason so this was like maybe meant to happen for you to be on this trajectory but i just find that just like so amazing that you listened to your soul on that and you followed that I think there's this whole idea about safety within work, within, within a, right. in a, in a job that you're an employee of, but there, you know, there's no guarantees anywhere. And so it's just like this, you could be let go of that job, you, you know? And so I love that you decided to kind of follow that. And one of the, th- I actually was just editing a podcast of someone else I was talking to, and she was in a corporate position and she got really sick from the stress. And she ended up, you know, starting her own entrepreneur, becoming an entrepreneur as well. And she said, you know, sometimes it comes to a point where like you have to choose your your happiness over your over money. And yeah, definitely. I feel like when you are operating at your highest self, and when you're operating from a place of like this brings me so much joy, you get rewarded with fr- from that financially. And it might not be exactly where you left it or whatever, but it does fulfill in a way that the other job didn't fulfill.
1: Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: One of the things I also love to, to know is, and I ask this question a lot, and I often with my own experience have kind of just thought about this as well. Were there, what gifts, what are things that you're good at when you were in your position at that work that you've carried over into the coaching like how has that served you
1: yeah so as a systems engineer at least where i was working it is a lot more communication and working with these other subgroups, these other competencies within the whole. So you have, you know, say, some project that you're working on. You're working with the mechanical engineers. You're working with the electrical engineers. You're working with the project managers. You're working with the end users. There's so many different people. And so as a systems engineer, I was writing documents that kind of brought everyone's stuff together. And there was a lot of communication. There was a lot of meetings. And so for me, I think what I brought through was this element of critical thinking with a lot of different, like, for lack of a better phrase, like different plates in the air that you're balancing and also communication and working with a lot of different kinds of people with different ways that their minds work and different ways that they communicate. So as a coach, as a mentor, as a guide, I really use that, the critical thinking aspect and having a lot of different elements in my mind and putting them together to to get a job done and to, to move a process forward and, and really help somebody with their goals. And then the communication aspect as well, for sure, factored into that too. Yeah. I so mean, it's funny because engineering to spiritual business coach, you know, you don't think there's a whole lot right. of like connection there, but there actually was for me, which was great.
0: And even I would imagine with, cause I, we've done a lot of stuff with like editing, writing and copy and all that stuff and, and kind of making sure that you're taking all the different parts and you're writing about it. And it's like being represented in the sales page or what your offer, I would imagine kind of what you're talking about, what you did really helped with that as well. Yeah.
1: The professionalism aspect. And I led very high level meetings. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for things like that, I, I really learned how to, you know, just get the job done and, Mm -hmm. and have as much fun as possible and have it be professional and things like that. So there were definitely a lot of aspects more than I initially thought that I did end up carrying over. And then I I noticed that too, while I was doing my job and working my business as well at the same time, until I was able to let go of the day job.
0: Mm. There was this therapist that is in the Chicago area and she does this certain technique it's similar to occupational therapy. It's similar to like sensory based occupational therapy, but it's called something else, but she was an engineer as well, I guess. And she, because of her engineer's mind was able to like sync up things and how like almost make sense of things, put the puzzle pieces together to make sense. And I, when I heard that, I'm like, dang, these engineers and their minds, like there's this other um, person, a friend of mine I met in a, in a different group coaching program and she was an engineer and she left and she ended up getting trained becoming a master NLP. And
1: I was like. Yeah. Like these like engineers, like, it's just so cool. I just think it's so funny. And yeah. it's um, like I, mind multitasking. Yeah. You're taking a lot of different elements. And like you said, putting the puzzle pieces together, you're doing passive listening, you're doing active listening, you're yeah. putting it all together in your mind and then you're, you're moving forward. Yeah. So I totally understand what you're talking about with that as well. And For I sure. also feel like,
0: you know, as Someone who's like, went like Bridget, my daughter, who's 13. I mean, she's starting to talk about this now, but like, you know, you're, you get to a certain age and you start thinking, like, oh, what do I want to be when I leave high school or whatever. And Rob and I are very much of like, you can travel, you can take a year off and discover yourself. We're not going to push you to go into education, into, into college. I mean, that's what you want to do eventually, but I want you to take some time off. But when you're in like this, mindset of like you have to we had to in our family we had to go to college there was no exception so if you either you had to or you felt like you need to there's a conditioning somewhere along the way where you felt like you need to become you're going to choose a career if you have that choice to be able to choose a career path unless like you have a parent that wants you to follow a specific path but if you are choosing a career path that usually reflects the gifts that you have at that point and then you grow, you expand, you evolve. And then you realize that like these gifts are not being represented or you don't feel fulfilled in the way that you want to be fulfilled. And I think it's so important to give yourself permission to explore that and not necessarily, I mean, I think the common theme that I've been hearing with all these interviews is that is having that safety piece first, feeling like regulated in your body, feeling that you know, If you don't have anyone that's supporting the bills or anything with you being able to make sure that you can pay things. And if that means like on the weekends or in the evening hours, you explore things, then do that. But to just cut that off altogether, which I did at one point, I shut everything down because I was like, I don't know what this means. Like I have all these gifts and people are asking me to get trained in their, in their programs. Like in like specifically there was one where he wanted me to get trained in like this soul healing program. And i'm like but i'm a speech therapist like i literally shut it down because it freaked me out so much that i i i didn't understand what was going on w- with me but but don't do that it's like <laughs> don't like shut it down like be able to expand and explore it and i love that you allowed yourself to do that thank you well what
1: i if i could say something yes, really quickly please. on that i totally agree that you change and shift and evolve so much through time in general, but especially in like your early 20s. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's something that I hear a lot as well. I hear that so often and I can like reflect, reflect on my own experience. There are aspects of me that are still there from 17, 18, early 20s oh, yeah. college, all the things, but there's a lot that has changed. And for me, I don't relate with the feeling of like outside pressures with that because I was interested. It, it did feel, and I do believe it was like my choice and my passion at the time, but things have shifted. And for me, I had to take responsibility for what does that mean for my life and my you know, student loans. And I had to set things in place for myself. I had to take responsibility for all of that. But I also, I loved what you said too, after you were talking about that topic i forget what it was though at the moment yeah oh and and not like making a quick switch you know like for me it was it was a decent amount of time many many months a little bit more than a year i think where i was like okay i could do a business and it was actually seven months beforehand where i got like really serious oh this is what i was gonna say yeah it came back Um, (laughs) so you start to when you were saying like that the passions start shifting and especially like I can see it being even more intense for people who do feel a little bit pressured to mm-hmm. to do something that maybe isn't necessarily coming from that passion place. But what happened for me and what I'm sure happens with a lot of people you have conversations with on this topic is that you start getting more and more and more just uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah. doing the day job work. Yeah. I remember it was at a point where I was crying almost every evening, like just getting an email into my inbox was like, Oh my gosh. And I think it's because my soul knew it was like, it's time soon. It's time to make the shift. This isn't what you're meant to be doing anymore. This has had its day in the sun and you learned a lot. And and now it's time for the next chapter. And I think a lot of people feel that discomfort and think, you know, they kind of internalize it like, Oh, what's wrong with me? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with you. It just means that your passions are trying to point you in a different direction and finding a way to gracefully and with as much nervous system regulation as possible transition. And like you said, any pocket of free time that you have, you know, exploring and and starting to look into things that you're passionate about, if it's not right for you to just cut things off immediately then every little baby step in that new direction towards your passions, towards your dreams, what you want for yourself, truly, that is meaningful. Every little step is meaningful and you'll get there.
0: For sure. Absolutely. And I think also it's important to talk about that. I, I personally feel like, and I think you would probably echo the sentiment as well, that we're not on this planet to just be in resistance and fear and stress and burnout all the time until we're at a certain age like in our 70s to enjoy the nest egg that we've built up into that point like we're really here to fully expand into everything and there's a difference and i feel it myself too a difference when you're doing something like obligatory where you feel like you have to versus do something that you're in flow and it feels so good. And it's like, it's almost like when you get a taste of that, you're like, I can't even go back to what that yes, was.
1: Yes. I remember that too. I remember yeah. that moment where again, with the the yoga and meditation thing, I hired my first business coach at the time. And uh, that was to support me with the yoga stuff. And eventually I ended up falling out of love with that as a business. And I wanted that to be more of like a personal practice. And that's when like empowerment coaching and, and mm-hmm. working with light workers really came through was from that example of hiring the business coach. And I remember like our sessions and being like, this is such cool work. And I love being on the receiving end, but I started to see these visions of me on like the giving end of this mm-hmm. beautiful interaction And you're so right. Like once that, once I engaged in that, that experience and once I said yes to it and chose like, yeah, let, let me, you know, try this new thing that I've never tried before and get some support in this way. It felt like I had a taste of that different life. And like you mentioned, totally agree. It was like, I'm not going back after this.
0: Yeah. It's almost like I call it the point of no return where it's like you have this, you have this opportunity to kind of like expand and meet your edge. And it's either you can take that step over the edge and like lean into that expansion, or you can give into the unknown and the fear and kind of retract. But once you step over that and meet your edge in that, then it's almost like you can't, you can't go back or you go back, back. you've changed when you go back.
1: Yeah. Uh, I always love talking about how I believe there's two different comfort zones. There's mm -hmm. the comfort zone of the ego and there's the comfort zone of your higher self. The comfort zone of the the ego is the traditional one, the one that we're used to, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, this feels uncomfortable to put myself out there in a new way or take a risk, right? Do something different. The unknown is scary to that side of ourselves, but there's a whole other comfort zone and that's our higher self comfort zone. And and that version of us feels comfortable in following our dreams, following Mm -hmm. our passions in spite of the fear that comes up in spite of the doubts, the insecurities that are natural as humans. But I always like to kind of play around with that vision in my mind and say, you know what, like this version of myself that really believes in myself, believes in what's possible, believes in, you know, things being as big as like like the collective, society, people as a whole shifting into Mm -hmm. a new paradigm. That is the space where I feel comfortable. I'm in my element. I'm thriving. And so you can kind of see those two different paradigms of like the, the ego comfort zone versus the higher self comfort zone. And you always have the power to choose. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I love this conversation. I can keep talking more about it and we've covered so many like juicy tips as well, but I was wondering if there's anything, any advice to the listeners who are in a a pivot themselves or considering a pivot, like anything that you would share with them. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. So I would say that, again, you're looking at two different kinds of discomfort. The discomfort of staying where you are, staying stagnant, staying stuck, not evolving, not shifting, just kind of going through the motions of life. If you've noticed that you're not passionate passionate about what you're doing anymore, that I promise you becomes more and more and more uncomfortable over time. The other discomfort is taking a quote-unquote risk, trying something new. Yeah. Yes, there is the benefit of that where it feels more fulfilling. It's like I am following something that I'm passionate about. And just like being in this light exploring energy and saying, you know what, there's, there's nothing to lose and everything to gain with following what I'm most interested in and following what new passions come through for me during big life changes, during spiritual awakenings, whatever it might be. And so there's always going to be some level of discomfort, but what is it that you're really setting your sights on as living day to day life as a human living a spiritual experience? We're here to grow, we're here to evolve and expand and really enjoy the journey. It's not always like you mentioned, you know, retiring and. Mm -hmm. How that's kind of been such a a standard for such a long time is like work, you know, you have the weekends off, you'll have, you know, two weeks vacation every year, and then you get to retire and do whatever you want. Yeah. But really, that's so much of the mindset of like, enjoy the destination, get through the journey. And I'm all about enjoy the journey, enjoy the destination. And you have little milestones throughout life as well. But my biggest tips are, you know, once that nudge starts coming through of like, oh, I really enjoyed painting the other day for the first time. Let me explore that. I just hired a coach and I'm really loving that. Maybe I could see myself as a coach. Just whatever comes through that you feel passionate about, if it's not what you're currently doing, prioritize giving yourself the time, giving yourself the space to explore it and, and do the things that are a little bit uncomfortable and challenge yourself in that direction because I promise you it's going to pay off in the long run. So Love those are that. kind of my biggest tips.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And then let the let, Oh my goodness, let the listeners know where they can find you: Instagram, your website, whatever you want to share.
1: Yeah, thank you. So best place, I guess, to connect with me is over on Instagram right now. It's at the Chrissy D. I'm sure the spelling will be in the show notes. Yes, it will. Be. And I do have my website chrissyd.com. The main page you can kind of explore the different options, the different offers that I have. Available, but those are the two best places to reach me right now.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much for hopping on and having. Thank this you, with
1: me and, and thank
0: you to the listeners. To listeners, yes. yes, and I will chat with you later. Okay, thank you, my dear. Talk soon.